Hello and welcome to a Wednesday, November 22nd edition of the Locked on Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, writer at LeBronWire.com, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian and your host here on Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Hope that you are around your family you're around your loved ones uh, on this holiday weekend. If you're not, you know we're right here with you uh, on the podcast here, giving it to you on uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So the Blazers played as part of a major, major slate of games since the NBA takes Thursday off on Thanksgiving and leaves that to the football teams and if you're a soccer fan to the Europa League. Uh, but the Blazers did not go into the holiday on a high note. They lost their game this evening to the Philadelphia 76ers by a score of 101 to 81. Uh, and, and, and the guys that I talked about looking, leading into this game had big nights. Uh, Joel Embiid with 28 points. And 12 rebounds, two blocks, just a dominant performance, and uh, definitely won the matchup against Yusuf Nurkic in this game. Uh, ben Simmons stuffing the stat sheet with 16 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds. Robert Covington hitting a couple three-pointers with 10 boards as well. J.J. Redick, always trouble, and the Blazers you know, had trouble with him. He had three three-pointers, he had 11 points, 5 rebounds, and... You know, Portland just didn't get enough tonight. Damian Lillard played through the ankle injury and and had a nice night with 30 points. But ultimately, the Blazers really struggled from the outside, outside of Dame, really. And just weren't able to get anything to go offensively against Philly. Again, I, I know I have said that I'm not worried about the offense, and I, I still feel that way but again it was the offense tonight for the Blazers that derailed them and uh, an unlikely guy to have a really rough night had one and that was CJ McCollum Uh, McCollum one of 14 from the field only five points by far his worst game of the year zero assists to go with that Uh, definitely CJ is probably not happy uh, after that game I know he's not uh, especially being close to where you played college ball, you would want you know to have a nice performance, kind of close to where you went to school, et cetera, et cetera. Also, I thought you know I thought CJ was going to cook JJ Redick tonight, and and they have a lot of guys that they can put on CJ, and CJ just had a tough night. I mean, I haven't, I don't know if I've ever seen him have a one for fourteen night, and that was by far his worst game of the season so far in the games that he's played. His lowest field goal total number. In coming into this game was six, and he only had one field goal tonight. And when CJ goes one for fourteen, the your Blazers are going to have a, a, a really tough time. And the they were kind of out of it at the end. They they went to some they they emptied the bench in garbage time in the last three minutes or so, and and got some run for the young guys. But the Sixers, the team that I saw last week when I was down in Los Angeles. Again, 
showing their growth and their talent and, and just how how formidable they will be in the future. They moved to 10 and seven uh, on the year. And, and again, credit to them, credit to the talent that they have. This is not the Philadelphia of old where maybe a couple of years ago when Bla- when the Blazers would lose at Philadelphia, you'd say, oh man, what a terrible loss. That was so bad. They should not have lost that game. I mean, I remember one a couple of years ago when I was still on the beat and Jaleel Okafor had like 30 on them and he doesn't even play for the Sixers now. And, you know, this Sixers team is, is, is on the up and up. And when you shoot less than 27% from three, when you shoot less than 34% from the field and you turn it over 17 times, you're not going to win games against most teams, let alone a team as talented as Philadelphia. And uh, it, it was a tough night for the Blazers. You know, it, it was good to see that Dame played, but they, they just weren't able to get enough on the offensive end. And frankly, lately, you know, they haven't been getting a whole lot from everybody else, at least in this game. Harkless only played 18 minutes, didn't make any of his threes. Myers Leonard got a little bit of run tonight, but you know he didn't have as good of a night this time around. Evan Turner, two of seven from the field, had three assists, but you know not what you needed from him. Only to get four points. Shabazz Napier continues to be a bright spot off the bench for the Blazers. He had 13 in this game on four of six shooting, and he's been man over the last couple of weeks. He might be the you know fourth most consistent player on this team right now because Turner's seen some fluctuations here and there. You know, you got Dame CJ and you got Nurk and, and Nurk's offense fluctuates, but I think his defense is usually always there. But but Shabazz has has really been a guy that the Blazers and Terry Stotts specifically has counted on to play good minutes, to come in, to play alongside Dame and CJ sometimes like they did against Memphis in that win and uh this philadelphia team is a lot more talented than that memphis team uh i I feel safe saying that that philadelphia with Embiid, i mean you have Embiid and 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 simmons who are two once in a generation talents and that's not a hyperbole that you know those two guys are guys that don't come around all the time and not not once in a lifetime, once in a generation, and 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 I think, you know, Portland really had trouble dealing with that. And at Philadelphia, everyone's home for the holidays, pretty excited crowd. You're walking into a tough game, and uh, while the the final score was really bad, and 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 they were able to they pulled their guys late. This is not that bad of a loss for Portland, and this when you look at the schedule was probably a game that you'd say, hey, they're probably going to lose that one because Philadelphia is so good. Embiid continues to play more minutes, continues to go up against that minutes restriction and and, and surpass it, I guess. And and Simmons is, is just in total control all the time. And the Blazers had trouble with that. And, and also the size advantage that Philadelphia has caused problems for the Blazers in this one. And, and really, the Philadelphia deserves a lot of credit for you know beating the Blazers at what the Blazers do best. On the rebound category, the Sixers out-rebounded them 57-24. to 
248. It was, you know, that that you can't have that if you're Portland. Portland has to own the boards. It's one of the things that they've been good at all year. And when they lose the boards like that, Vonley and Nurkic both had 11 boards and, and Ed Davis with eight off the bench. Those guys delivered. But you know, rebounding has been one of the staples of success for the Blazers this year. And and they got beat on that end of this one. And, and, and that's that's one of the areas that the Blazers have to win every night. You can go into the games thinking, okay, most nights Dame and CJ are going to win their matchup, you know, unless they're playing the Warriors or something, or maybe Houston, but most nights Dame and CJ are going to win their matchup. And when you have CJ go one for 14 and you get out rebounded and you get beat, at doing the things that you need to do around Dame and CJ, that's when things get dicey for the Blazers, when when they don't take care of those little details. And tonight they had both of those things happen. CJ couldn't make his shots, and they didn't do the little things that they need to do that has helped them be a successful team, have one of the better net ratings in the league, and uh, you know a, a team that can take advantage of some circumstances. And we'll talk about some of those circumstances that have come up in the Western Conference in a moment. But first, I wanted fantasy sports fans to listen up because did you know that your chances of winning on draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? And that's why it's my favorite fantasy site. No more getting crushed by the pros. None of these multi, you know, multi-entries and any of that stuff. You just draft and you have a team that day. It's super fun. It's not just me. There's 1 million people that have already downloaded draft. You can do a real live NBA draft right now. You can do it in five minutes, get paid out the next day. So Friday's games, lots of NBA action. You can get into it and then you get paid the next day if you win. And that sounds incredibly fun. It's super easy. You can do it on your phone and there's no salary cap restrictions. There's no budget that you have to set. It's just who you draft, the best players available, and you choose who you want. And all new players get a free entry into the real money draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code LONBA. That's promo code LONBA. And you'll get real draft money for free just by using the promo code LONBA. It gets even better. Draft is so sure that you'll love it that they're even offering all of my listeners on Locked On Blazers and Locked On NBA Network a money-back guarantee of up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store and go to Draft.com or go to Draft.com, excuse me, and come play for free right now with the promo code LONBA. Thank you to our friends at Draft. So I mentioned that there are some circumstances that the Blazers that that could go in in Portland's favor and and one of those is is Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap's going to be out for a while with his wrist injury which was reported on Tuesday that that he was going to be out for an extended period. Their their season hangs in the balance because Millsap was a huge huge reason why people were high on them. Obviously Jokic uh, a huge, huge part of their team. But, you know, Millsap was one of those guys that was going to take them to the next level and was one of the best moves that 
you can find, but that really helps Portland. You know, the fact that one of their bigger division rivals is going to be without probably their second best player for uh, a really long time. And, and he, it, it, it's a bummer. It sucks that, that Millsap got hurt. You never want to see guys get hurt, but the Blazers kind of, you know, they, they have an opportunity here. You know, Millsap's going to be out for the next three months. So that takes us until February around the all-star break. And that seems a little early for him to come back, but still, you know, that's a lot of time for Portland to potentially gain ground or at least create some distance between them and Denver. Now, Denver, very talented. Jokic is good. They got our guy, Will Barton over there, former blazer who knows how to put the ball in the basket even more than he used to these days. So there's obviously some good players there, and Mike Malone's a really solid coach. But at the same time, uh, you know, th- this is something that the Blazers should take advantage of. They, they are better than the Nuggets right now. They are definitely better than them. And circumstances seem to be breaking their way around them now. You know, that could all change, but at least right now, uh, things seem to be going in Portland's favor. And and no one, you know, you don't like seeing the Millsap thing. You don't like him seeing him have wrist surgery, but it's a circumstance. It's a division team, and, and Portland is in position to take advantage of that. Another injury that the Blazers are positioned to take advantage of, which, you know, maybe they didn't need this injury because it seemed like, Things were spiraling out of control a little bit for this team, but the Clippers, they are going to be without Patrick Beverly for the rest of the year. Uh, he had a micro fracture surgery, and he's going to be out nine months, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. And the 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 late the Clippers won tonight at Atlanta. They beat the Hawks, who are terrible. Uh, there, that's not uh, an exaggeration. The Hawks are really bad. And the Clippers got a nice win. They got off the schneid and, and, and took care of business. But they've really cooled off after an amazing start to the season where they looked like world beaters. They looked like one of the best teams. Blake Griffin looked like one of the 10 best players in the league. And it it all looked like it was on the up and up. And it looked like less is more. You know, no Chris Paul. Everyone's playing together. It seemed like everything was going great. And then... The Teodosic injury happens. Beverly gets hurt. They have troubles, you know, staying healthy, and 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 they can't keep it rolling. And uh, they they got a nice win, but I without Patrick Beverly at the point of attack, I, I, Lou Williams has been really nice, especially in the clutch for them. Has been a kind of a go-to guy for the Clippers. I am a fan of Austin Rivers's game, even though a lot of people, you know, get on him for. Uh, you know, his dad getting him a job and stuff like that in the league after he he kind of washed out of New Orleans. But he's a he's a tenacious defender, you know, decent offensive player, a player that Portland was actually looking at a couple of summers ago to potentially sign. But, uh, you know, he I don't necessarily know if he's the one who gets it done. And now they also have some young rookies that they played in this game tonight. They played Jawan Evans. They played Sindar- they've been playing Sindarius Thornwell. Uh, so they have some young guys that maybe they can 
hope can blossom into something and help them make up for the loss they had. But Beverly being such a pest and also not just the fact that he can bother guys on the offensive end, but I think what he does on the defensive end is really uplifting, can really lift the spirits of a team. And the fact that they don't have him is is going to hurt. They, they 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 needed that guy and 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 one of the the less is more things is that you know they were going to get rid of their star player and they were going to have a bunch of other guys that can fill in roles and play differently and and really help Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan and now those guys have to do even more work and maybe they turn it around maybe Blake keeps starts cooking again but that Beverly injury hurts and it helps the Blazers. Uh, there, there's no doubt about that. There's there's no doubt that, that that injury to Patrick Beverly is a good thing for Portland. And, and you know, you never like – again, you never like to see injuries, but that's also just kind of the way it is. And so, you know, the Blazers, they, they would have felt even better having a, a win uh, tonight against Philadelphia, but they didn't get it. They can have some turkey and talk about it tomorrow. They fall to 10-8 and eight on the season, but uh, all things considered, that's a pretty decent spot to be in when they've had some tough losses. Aminu has been out for a couple of weeks now. He did not play in this game, but it seems like his return is on the horizon. And once they get him, I think that'll make them better on both ends. And and let's think let's think about it this way. The Blazers were awful last year at this time. And they were suffering an Aminu injury for around the same period of time. They looked dead in the water. Evan Turner looked like the worst fit in the world. Their defense was one of, you know, it was on pace, which is, you know, I, I learned my lesson this time around. A lot of all-time statistics that are taken at this juncture of the season can be extrapolated to be like, oh, the worst offense of all time, the worst defense of all time. But that's where the Blazers were. The Blazers' defensive rating was at the rate of one of the worst defenses ever. And now you look at them, they're a top-five defensive team. They're struggling on the offensive end. But I I, I think that the, the signs are there again that they can really make this happen. And... You know, sometimes it, it could be a little bit of three-point shooting, but I, I really think that this defense is here to stay. And I think one of the things, and I talked about this with my buddy Ian, who's a big Miami Heat fan, and the Heat have struggled to start the season. But one of the things I found similar in watching the Blazers and the Heat is that they're both teams that play hard. And as the season goes along, as... November changes to December and December changes to January and you start getting into those times of the season where guys can't remember what day of the week it is that ability to play hard that that system that that flow that the Blazers have and I think you know the Heat do have it they just don't have anybody that can shoot but the Blazers have guys that can run, they'll run through their sets, they have a good offensive system, and I think that will eventually come around over the course of an 82-game season, and it has over the last couple of years. The Blazers, especially the two years post-LaMarcus, they've really done a great job of, build, of you know, 
building on that back half of the schedule and working around some rough starts. And this time they're above 500. And so, you know, I think this is a good place to be. I think the Blazers are in a good spot. You see some teams dealing with some injuries right around their vicinity in the standings, right around in the vicinity we thought they would be in the standings. And then you start thinking, okay, this team's track record. They usually play hard. They usually play harder than other teams for most of the year. And once teams start to lose games, they start to get discouraged. They start to just want to you know, show up and catch the check. I think that is where later on in the season, the Blazers, this style of play is positive for me. Again, their offense has been rough. But coming in tonight, they're only 15th. And that's fine. It's average. And I think that's going to balance out. And I think... Their system, I think their flow, I think the way that they play is going to come back around and is going to lead to wins later on this season and as this road trip even progresses. And so while as we head into Thanksgiving, the Blazers lost a game by 20 points and you know didn't look good against a really talented team, frankly, they're in a better spot right now than they were at this time last season. And That is something to be thankful for. So that is going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for being patient with us with all these uh, programming changes and all that. But it's good to be back on the airwaves with you guys. uh, And the Blazers, I think, are in a really good spot right now. It, it, It could be worse. And I've been watching a lot of Cleveland and... The Blazers have some some good habits that I think Cleveland would be envious of. And so uh, I think the, the, the good place to wrap up is that the Blazers are getting better. And and that's that's kind of all I, I, I think we should have expected this season is or hoped for. And so they're doing that. Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the football, whether it's Europa League or the Lions or the Cowboys. And... Enjoy the turkey, have your favorite pies, whatever they are. Stay away from the green bean casserole. I'm not a big fan of that stuff. Um, But if you're a fan, I'm happy that you have it. So anyway, uh, that's going to do it for me here on Locked On. Blazers will be back later on this week as the Blazers continue their East Coast road trip and look to continue to improve on their improving defense and their offense, which is slow to get going but not all that bad either so a good place to be in heading into the thanksgiving break thanks for listening find us on all your podcast platforms leave us a review and we'll be back with you later on in the week thanks for listening to lockdown blazers